Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. Now, as we review these throwbacks, remember many of these recordings were made over a decade ago. I just ask that you keep that historical context in mind. Today in 2020, there's a vastly different consciousness. Risk has always asked our storytellers to err on the side of not being too cautious, to speak in as unfiltered a way as possible. That said, we also want our storytellers to be compassionate in their storytelling. But even in stories where you hear an overall compassionate context to the sharing, you might still notice some moments that strike you as cringeworthy today. A lot of these storytellers, and myself as the host of some of the oldest episodes, would probably have handled those moments differently today. As always, the title of the series, Risk, is itself a trigger warning. This week, a story that Baron Vaughn first shared on the show in February of 2016. Here he is now, Baron Vaughn, with a story we call Me, Myself, and I. Hello, I'm Sarah Benincasa. Um, how are you? Good. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've had a really interesting last couple of years. Um, I don't know if you guys have been reading the news, but I am in this place where I'm like, well, I better get some you know, personal insight before I get shot. So I have started going, started going to therapy, um, which I didn't even know I could do uh, because I'm black and uh, we weren't told that we could do that. Nobody has told us about therapy. We're not taught about depression when we're children. We're taught about oppression. Oppression is totally different. 
Oppression is you in the street going, the man needs to be stopped. And then other people clap and go, preach, brother. But then depression is you alone in the bathroom mirror looking at your face for so long that it no longer makes sense. And you go, oh my God, I am the man and I need to be stopped. And nobody says anything because you're alone even when you're with others. Who's with me? So um, part of the alone club. Um, and so in that, I have started thinking a lot about this world that we have created because we have created so many problems in this world, but we also think that we have all of the solutions. We labor under the illusion that we made this, therefore we can fix this, and I don't necessarily know that is true. And so I started to look to things that existed before the United States and even before the language of English. I heard a person on a podcast um, who is an expert on addiction and uses a very ancient Amazonian tea <laughs> called ayahuasca in his therapy. And I started getting very interested in this and I found a uh, retreat to go to in the jungle. <laughs> and they welcomed me there. They had fun and games. <laughs> The only black person who makes Guns N' Roses references. But anyway. <laughs> I um, went to learn about what it is that is going on with me because I've, I've been doing well, which is messing me up. <laughs> because we all have, like there's an idea that there's this equation, like if I can just get X, then I will feel Y. But the thing is, sometimes when you get X, you don't feel Y because you have absolutely no practice feeling good about yourself. There's no external thing that you're going to grasp and be like, oh, all the emotions I never had are going to be there finally. I got certain things and I was like, oh, I still don't feel good. I'm waiting for this to be ruined. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I couldn't get to this point in myself where I felt okay. And I went to this thing and... Um, there's a long preparation where you have to follow a certain diet for a certain amount of time and get certain things out of your system. And then I was there and whew, it's a very interesting process that I did because we had three ceremonies. If you don't know what ayahuasca is, it is um, basically a concentration of uh, something called DMT, which I'm sure all of you have heard about. And you have to do it to do it well with a qualified shaman because a shaman is not only a spiritual doctor but a spiritual bouncer. <laughs> because once your shit's open, motherfuckers can get in there. So there's gotta be someone there to be like, yeah you, yeah you, not you, you're cool, fuck you, fuck you, you can come in, sort of thing. Or you might get bad messages. I remember hearing this guy talk about these ancient civilizations like the Mayas, the Incas, and the Aztecs that all used this tea and he said that the Aztecs were a culture of serial killers and that they used this tea, but they didn't do it right, so they met dark spirits that demanded of them 50 sacrifices a motherfucking day because that's what the Aztecs did. And I was like, I don't want to sacrifice motherfuckers. Better go to a good... <laughs> I know that's an understatement. I think a lot of us in this room don't want to sacrifice a motherfucker, but uh, got to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice a motherfucker. 
Spell it M O apostrophe E R M O F O. Anyway, that is a tangent, won't you cosign? I went to this retreat, and um, there's a lot of preparation. You know, you have to get yourself into a good mental state, you have to think about what it is that you want, you enter into it with an intention. And so it was a very interesting experience. Like there's a bunch of people there and we're all on beds and blankets and then there's tea and then we drink it and then it takes about 30, 40 minutes for it to kick in and then the shaman start chanting something called the Ikaros, which are like these ancient prayers. And basically it's like your guide through the experience. It's like Tinkerbell and you follow it <laughs> through your imagination jungle. And I had this one, the first ceremony I had was a very physical experience. My intention was show me who I am because I get very confused because I am a black man and according to the news, I'm the scariest motherfucking thing in this country. But also at the same time, the way that I grew up in a black neighborhood, I was not accepted amongst my peers. So my peers were like, you're not black enough. And then white people were like, but you're still black. So then I was like, where do I belong? I don't know. And then I also live in Hollywood where I'm an actor. Also confusing. Be more this, less that. But less this, but like big, but like a small big. Like just always that. Like we want a lot, but like a little. Do nothing, but at the same time do something. We love you, but you're not right. We hate you, come over sort of thing all the time so it can be very confusing about what one's identity might be so that was my first question you know my my intention show me who i am because I, I want it to know so about 30 minutes the chanting starts and then i i didn't know what i expected the visions to look like i expected them to look like a movie as vivid as that but basically it was as if I was remembering things really well that I have already seen, like a really vivid memory. And I was, I, it was like a jump cut. At first, what happened is I started kind of, I had a very physical experience, basically. I was told she uses what you know, and I say she because she is a female plant. She's a female spirit. She is a mother, and a mother always gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. <laughs> Because if you're too hung up on what you want, you might not be able to receive what you need. And I was not hung up on what I wanted. I wanted, I just know what I, it's like I'm ready for whatever the fuck I need. And then suddenly I was, uh, my arm was being moved by something that was not me. I was hitting my chest rhythmically with the chanting. My mouth started moving and I had the experience of being a tribal leader a couple different times. A couple times I was a man, a couple times I was a woman. I was a walrus, I was an eagle, I was a, a worm and but while I was those things I didn't know that I was those things because a walrus doesn't go I'm a fucking walrus it just is <laughs> that's essentially the message I received everything external that is telling you you're this you're this you're this is false it's only an internal sense but it can be very confusing to constantly have to entertain all these external voices anyway so <laughs> I had this very, I had an actor-y experience. You know when actors go like, I'm just a fucking vessel. And then, <laughs> and then I want to punch him in the face. I'm just like, shut up. But that said, I was just a vessel. I mean, I, 
had like a marionette like experience where I was suddenly being moved and I had this I kind of acted all of these different beings and all these different lives a lot of people there had a really hard time because people have a hard time letting go because something can happen where you might purge you might vomit and a lot of people are like I don't want to fucking vomit and you, if you get too hung up on that, because it might not be that. It might not happen in that way. Also, they're shitting yourself. A lot of people are like, I don't want to shit myself. And someone, a uh, helper, was just like, every summer, somebody does shit themselves. It <laughs> 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 happens once, once, every, once every retreat. Somebody shits themselves. And I heard that, and I thought I was cool with that idea, but I, I was like, I don't want to fucking shit myself. Like I, because I actually have a lot of poop shame. And I say this thing, I used to tell this to people, I, and people would gasp. Are you ready to gasp? I'll tell you something that's true about me. I shit twice a week. Right, it's not healthy. It's definitely not healthy. It's because I'm disgusted. Because someone else's poop, I don't care. But mine's disgusting. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it looks. I definitely don't like the way it smells. And so I would just hold it and hold it and hold it to like inhuman amounts. I was having all sorts of digestion problems and wondering why. (laughs) Suddenly I'm in the jungle of a different country faced with this idea of like someone might shit themselves. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna shit myself. (laughs) And I think it comes from a childhood thing because I don't remember being potty trained but I definitely remember using the toilet and then not knowing how to wipe myself. So I would call out for help and one of my great grandparents, I was raised by my great grandparents, totally different story (laughs) for a different risk. Thank you falsetto Michael McDonald. I would call for help and then they would help me and I was a child so it was like I felt taken care of but also it's a butthole so it like feels good so it's like a combination of like I'm being taken care of this feels good but they were old black southern church people so at some point they felt the shame and then I took it and then from that moment on I was like my butt's gross and I it was just stuck in there and I wasn't conscious of it. And then my second ayahuasca ceremony, unlike the first, very different, so completely different. And unlike the first one, it was, I first had the experience of like light vibrating off of me, like some sort of surgery was being performed. And then I was like, am I done? And she was like, yeah, you're done. And I'm like, but the, the whole thing just started. Like this, I, did I pick something stupid? I should have picked something stupid. Because my second intention was, show me how to heal myself. Right, So I'm going into a dark place, just like, I'm stupid, I'm an idiot, I should have picked something better. And then this shaman comes over to me and sits in front of me and chants, and it's dark because your senses are crazy, and he starts to chant. And then suddenly I have the most vivid vision. I saw this mountain and then this river twisting up in the mountain at the top was the bright, bright sun. And then I looked at the river again and I saw that it was actually the shape of the human intestinal tract. You know, when you have that anatomy class and you see what it looks like for the first time, you're like, oh, that's in, ooh, that's in there. <laughs> but this river looked exactly like that and there was just like these turquoise lights just kind of pew, 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 like shooting around and I was like, oh, interesting. 
And then suddenly my physical body leaned forward. And then I had this vision of almost like LED lights in a rectangle. And then suddenly at the bottom was this like fire, this bar of fire was red and orange and yellow. And I, I felt this tremendous burning in my stomach. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good, but I'm gonna let this happen. I'm gonna let this happen, I'm gonna see what happens. And then suddenly the pain let up, and then I saw these like square shapes that had circles, and almost like a CD was inside of it just spinning around, and they were, there was a bunch of them, and they were moving around like bloop, 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 like basically like pressure luck. They're just like beep, 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 and I was like, no whammies. And um, then suddenly it went and I shit myself, like just <laughs> the most profound poo all down my pants. And it felt so good. I smiled and I went, of course I shit myself. Of course I'm the guy. Oh, you got me. That's what I said, He's like, you got me. And she was like, ah! I'm an ancient spirit. Time is an illusion. I'm everywhere all the time. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and I got up, and I had this biggest smile on my face, and I cannot, I cannot describe the sense of relief that I felt. And I almost got, I got, not almost, I got the message that I shit out depression <laughs> and anxiety and these insane allergies I've been having for a while. <laughs> but I definitely shit out my poop shame. I shit out my shame about shit. And ever since then, I've been regular. Isn't that amazing? Ever since then. A little boy with some poop shame. Had to get to his 30s and shit himself in a jungle. To be like, you know, this is okay. It's just fucking shit. Who gives one? <laughs> Me. All down my pants. It was also the only day I wore white underwear. I don't own any white underwear. Some, I asked, someone gave me a pair, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll wear these. And so not only did I shit myself, but in a way that everyone could see. <laughs> Shit myself in a jungle. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Good night. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.